Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party podcast at Apex Legends Podcast, hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's the day treating you? The day is really well. The countdown for season 10 is getting extreme. It's on. It is It is on right now. You're listening to this one on Saturday, if you're listening the day of release. And just know that Henry and I are right now practicing our arena's gameplays, prepping for ranked so we can get pred day one. <laughs> like, not a doubt in our minds right now. That's we got, right. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. We got a fun episode, though, today. Today, we are diving into the Season 9 Legacy Quest story, discussing some of the lore potential implications for future gameplay and just the apex universe and story we always wait till the end of the seasons to give everybody as much time as possible to read it themselves monitor it before we kind of summarize it for anyone that hasn't heard it and then give our thoughts on it as well at the end here before we do any of that though make sure you join us on discord to chat apex find teammates and receive third-party pod updates link for that's going to be in the description if you'd like to join the third party nation and help continue this incredible community, please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you do, you could be listening to this episode earlier before anyone else. There are also additional benefits like ad free listening, exclusive third party merch, gaming sessions with us, and more. Let's do it. Season nine quest. We're going to jump right into it. Before we start with the prologue, though, any thoughts you want to share? going into the quest about maybe what your perspective was on the state of lore. Yeah, I mean, it's been hit or miss, really, with yeah. uh, the in-game teasers and stories, the uh, quests spread across social media, but also in-game, having to unlock uh, the quest boxes is fun-ish there's been a lot of questions and i think hesitation on to the value of the mm -hmm. quest and is this here to elevate the game or is it almost a convoluted hindrance that is too hard to track but even if you do the payoff isn't really there i think there's a lot of reservations going into this quest it's very interesting. The system itself is, this is our second season, correct, of doing it kind of like consecutively the same way. Uh, we've had changes each and every season outside of that. But the treasure pack day at a time loot system is one of intrigue for sure. And I don't, I know people get mad at finding sniper stocks, which they won't anymore. Uh, I get pretty frustrated when I see my 10th treasure pack on the day <laughs> during the long session. So I don't know. We'll see if this next season comes with any changes. Patch notes come out. Or actually, the patch notes might like officially be out very soon. We're recording this a little early. So it'll be interesting to see if we get any more changes to the story or if it's kind of here to stay how it is. I think they're slowly but surely improving and making some changes much needed though kick it off with the prologue though for the season nine quest let's get the story sorted out so the prologue begins with a quote today is the day i finally become famous and we later learn this is coming from angela fazia very interesting quote that lines up the plot as like this could be the potential villain 
Mm -hmm. But we will see how that unfolds. (laughs) On Olympus, uh, there's a dedication ceremony for Pathfinder after everyone learns that he saved the Outlands. Thousands of civilians, innocent people are on the city of Olympus celebrating. Then, all of a sudden, Olympus's computerized terraformation system allows for a fleet of 15 ships to dock on the city, starting with the Icarus. Within minutes, gargantuan Medusa vines burrow through the ship's hull and overtook the city. Then, later, the director of security is approached by Vazia, who presents herself as a journalist. The Icarus is found to be empty, with all the crew dead, and mysteriously, all the serial numbers are scratched off, and there was a fresh coat of paint to prevent anyone from knowing the owner or the origins of this entire fleet. Vazia is then left alone in the ship as the security director returns to her duties. Vazia remains there, thinking today would be the day she dies. She begins to bleed from her eyes after a drop of blood falls onto her hand, then is consumed by the vines of the ship and falls into a coma. You never want your eyes to be bleeding. It's not a good thing. Seriously want to avoid it. If like, possible, please seek medical help if you see that kind of stuff happening. <laughs> yes, that is probably one of the the symptoms that you want to avoid at all costs. And to believe that uh, you are dying is not far from the truth. Yes. Um, before we get deeper into the parts of this entire comic quest, something that Jay and I have begun to do and honestly recommend based off of the current format is... You wait until the end and you unlock all the, you wait. Mm -hmm. And that's number one for enjoyment, but also for understanding and just consumption. Like some of the parts are so short Mm -hmm. and so much a cliffhanger that it can be really frustrating to like begin the quest and go through it week by week. It's tough. So, we kind of recommend if this is what we're getting moving forward, you just unlock them all. And when the time is right, you read them all and try to avoid spoilers. Man, I wish I could have that mentality about Star Wars shows and stuff. But oof, yeah, for Apex, kind of got to do it. Thankfully, there's a pretty good community of people that aren't spoiling stuff for the Apex community. So it's pretty cool. I'll do it, though. Let's dive into part one. One of the shorter ones. That first step's a doozy. We open on part one. Bangalore, after she gets debriefed from a member of the security department, we then see Loba attacked by vines and falling into open air. Insert cliffhanger. Pretty tough to go the next week thinking that you just might have lost your favorite main if you're a Loba player. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the dangers that we likely have all experienced on Olympus. If you live or play (laughs) on a floating city, you run the risk of falling to your death. I mean, we're just lucky Loba hasn't thrown her bracelet off the map yet. I'll be honest. That'd be a tough one. It would be a tough one. And I don't know. There should be more safety precautions like we need that lava updraft system something olympus is not safe it's the least safe map (laughs) and we're putting civilians on it it's horrible so (laughs) you know loba is in a dangerous spot right here but then part two a wing and a prayer 
Valk with her jetpack saves Loba. Incredible trumpets blaring. No one knows her at this point as she's just joining the games, except for Rampart, who calls her Ram, which I think is a really great nickname for Rampart that I will try to use myself. We got to work that one in for sure. It's great. It works. And she has the mentality of a ram too, kind of button heads all the time. Um, but we know that these two legends know each other because Rampart built Valk's wings from the wreckage of her father's Titan. So we have that kind of going into this story and we see it play out in the quest. At this point, as Valk tries to assess the situation and identify the fact that, okay, these vines are a serious problem. Um, Bangalore's eyes begin to bleed and the legends don't know the cure. Back to the bleeding eyes already. Oh my goodness. Guys, get your act together. We cannot be having this. Bangalore is now going to die. We just got Loba back. Come on. You got to go into a situation where there's a mystery ship that's bursting with massive vines. Where's the PPE? Where's the personal protective equipment? You should be wearing goggles. You should be wearing gloves. Full hazmat. Caustic's got his life together. Nobody else. Nobody else. (laughs) Exactly. Part three, though. She blinded me with science. Are we alluding to the bleeding eyes? Who knows? Horizon, don't worry, guys. She's on the case to find the cure to the bleeding eyes that everyone is having. She leads a team of Watson, Wraith, Mirage and Caustic, each having a scientific background, except for Mirage a little bit, who is an exception in his eyes as an engineer. We get some fun Mirage dialogue, internal dialogue as always, though. We also learn that Valk encountered the Medusa vines when she found the wreckage of her father's Titan. Kind of cool. We learn a little bit more about the backstory and that if these vines are kind of doing some gnarly stuff, that might not have been an easy Titan to recover, but she pushed through that for, you know, the legacy. That's right. After after some research, though, she discovered the vines were a weaponization experiment called Project Legacy from the planet Typhon. Very interesting. We're starting to get some Titanfall lore worked back in there. What was, you know, Viper's Titan doing with these vines? Is there a story there we're going to learn even more so? Wraith also points out the ships don't appear to be IMC or Ares, which is kind of interesting. We know that based on Apex and Titanfall lore, though, that the Icarus fleet was a salvage mission to reclaim the weapons of the destroyed planet Typhon 18 years after it was destroyed by the fold weapon in Titanfall 2 which was a pretty gnarly explosion we saw in the Pathfinder short finally all at once. (laughs) Yeah, definitely an interesting case. And just to interject on the fact that we went into season nine, season legacy centered around Valk and the legacy of her father and how she carries that forward into the games. This quest really sent us a curveball with the fact that Potentially the whole season isn't really about that, or it has a dual meaning in that mm-hmm. this quest revolves around the outcomes of Project Legacy, which is now impacting the Apex games on Olympus and putting the lives of the legends at risk. So yep. very interesting kind of play on this legacy title. It's very interesting. Uh, we get a little bit more in-depth kind of thoughts from Loba. She's more concerned about saving Bangalore than finding the person responsible for this stuff for now. 
Caustic loves to do his thing. He mentions that one of the legends could be a mole while everybody's kind of arguing and hanging out. A bad joke from the season five quest when Caustic was a mole for Revenant against Loba. I don't think those two have the best blood still. Watson, her sweet self, chimes in and reminds Caustic to improve his attitude. Caustic is unfortunately pleased, though, to watch over 200 innocent people die, so he will help not help find the cure. It's a tough scene there. Crypto comes in, though, and says the name of one of the latest patients, Mystique. And that is our cliffhanger for that one, and one that got me excited for sure. That was a major turning point on the quest that definitely got the blood pumping, very exciting, and that may change the perspective of Dr. Caustic. Um, no doubt. Going into part four, getting the band back together. Caustic at this point assaults Crypto for saying his mother's name. Tough scenes. But the fact remains that she's also Crypto's stepmom. So maybe he has a right to say her name and inform the team that she's been diagnosed with uh, whatever this horrible virus is. Yeah, we never got a name for it. Should we we should have we should brainstorm one eventually soon so we can refer back. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> Caustic is at this point of course shocked that his mother adopted crypto after he faked his death at his funeral. Supposedly the event of his death killed his father from a broken heart. And his mother may have done the same if she didn't insist on preserving her life and raising crypto to keep her presumed dead son proud even after death. What an interesting story. And this is coming from the mouth of crypto telling mm-hmm. Caustic that this is, this is who your mom is. This is what you did to her. And this is where I fit into this weird family. Um, Despite this, Caustic doesn't join the team, and Horizon mentions that they need to find a roadmap or an expression of this illness in order to find a cure. So how, how have we had these symptoms, this transmission happen in nature, and we'll use that as a blueprint to work our way towards a cure, is Horizon's perspective as a doctor. They also find a ship log. Um, that mentions that they had on board a mammoth-class arachnid. That's a scary thing Mm -hmm. to read uh, because essentially that's a giant spider on board. Now, Loba rallies Valk, tells her to take her ship as well as Bloodhound to track down a nest of these spiders in order to see, could this be the cure? Caustic, at this point, returns. Uh, to the group to share his expertise on these spiders and that their antitoxins are used in his gas traps. So this is a really cool point in the quest because Mm -hmm. not only do we see that, all right, Caustic is related to what we're doing here, but we get more explanation on to his lore background. We already knew that there was a spider's toxins in his gas formula um, and that exact uh, spider, perhaps, is referenced on his heirloom. So kind really of cool, cool. callback. Mm-hmm. It would be a baby, baby uh, spider because he's so big. But he does have a spider that crawls across his heirloom for mm-hmm. an inspect. We also learn that these spiders are only found on Gaia, which is Caustic's home planet. So 
Caustic then leans in and whispers to Crypto, pack your bags, boy. We're going home. Oh, Caustic's still in the show at this point. Yeah. He's shining through. It's a really good time. I think the story's picking up. The storyline itself, very enjoyable to the point. Let's go into part five, though. Haunted by broken ghosts. Don't worry, guys. Fuse is a pilot. He pilots the ship to Gaia, including Caustic, Bloodhound, Crypto, Valkyrie, and Loba. A pretty solid team. During this flight, Loba calls her friend Jamie, who we know, who vetted those protecting Bangalore in her absence. Valk then kind of asks, like Loba, why Bangalore needs bodyguards and the best ones money can buy at that. Like she's dropping dollars to get these bodyguards here. Loba responds with, a psychotic psychotic simulacrum has vowed to murder everyone I love. Tough scenes. That's not the way you want to live life. It's a good reason. Good reason to be looking over your shoulder and taking precautions. Caustic reminds Crypto that his identity, being alive, can be revealed, exposing himself as a wanted man, which would put Watson in the crossfire of the authorities as those two have grown close to each other. Crypto says they're covered by the fact, though, that Watson will never tell, and Pathfinder isn't aware that he knows. Caustic responds, though, by saying, one other person knows. Interesting. Interesting. We get a little bit of a lead off there. Bloodhound alerts the crew that they're landing in the Styxian jungle to recover three spiders alive. We got the game plan. Get in, get out. We got the best hunter in the universe leading the team. How's it go? Absolutely. It sounds pretty scary, but as you said, this is a good crew. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think Caustic as the expert. Outside of that, we have some seriously good trackers. You know, we have a thief who is used to analyzing situations. We have Bloodhound, of course, the tracker. We have the reconnaissance guy with a crypto. And then we have the eyes in the sky as Valkyrie. So I don't think you could get a better team at a recovery mission. I mean, if they if Seer could come out and stun these spiders, sure. that might help, though. Yeah, <laughs> that would help. That would help. Part six, a vulnerable position. Loba and Valk team up as a partnership uh, to recover the spiders. They break off into pairs. Valk inquires as to why Revenant and Loba are enemies, and Loba explains that he murdered her parents and threw her father's corpse down an elevator shaft to land at her feet. Brutal. Brutal. Very brutal. I mean, these quests in general, this one in particularly, this is not uh, a kid's story. This is very no. gruesome, very violent, and often shocks me at the directions that they decide to go in exploring the human condition, sexuality, gender, how we are uh, approaching violence and our perspectives on it. This quest, you know, was timed very uniquely in that it had to do with a sickness, a virus, something, and that, you know, ties into what the whole world is experiencing with COVID-19. So, Big, big stuff. I think mm-hmm. the quest is adulting for sure. And uh, this isn't a comic book for kids, I think no. is a takeaway in part six. Um, but after learning that about Loba, Valk encourages Loba that she can actually relate to her and that she 
then goes into a monologue about how Loba and her lived a very similar early life as young girls with their hearts ripped out, each losing their father. And at this point, as she goes on about it, a giant spider sneaks up behind her. Thankfully, Loba melts the spider with the devotion. Great decision to bring that gun, because I'm sure she's got it fully stocked. For sure. It's purple, it's got the turbocharger, <laughs> and it really came through. If she didn't have the turbocharger, the spin-up, just it would have been too late. Valk would have been dead. So yeah. there's a little you know, public service announcement. Thank God Devotion. she wasn't carrying her P2020 that she's always oh got on her. Oh my gosh, that would not have worked against <laughs> the mammoth spider. Um, but unfortunately, uh, this triggers more spiders to surround them both. It's a tough scene at that point. Wah, wah. But we're going to leave it on a cliffhanger and go a different direction. We're going to part seven, the terrible truth about Alexander Knox. Buckle up, kids. This one's emotional. Fuse and Bloodhound at this point have bagged two spiders and, well, you know, badasses. Of course they're going to do that. Obviously. Crypto and, yep, Crypto and Caustic have not yet returned. We see those two then interacting. Crypto is pestering Caustic about abandoning his mother to mourn his death. It's very emotional. Like they're get, It's getting heated, essentially. Yes. And then we discover that Caustic has cancer, and he expected it to kill him by now. Caustic concludes if he died in a lab of fire or in the cancer ward of a hospital, it makes no difference. And we're getting this really emotional moment, and then the spiders come and ambush them. They wake up wrapped like flies in a den of spiders alongside Loba and Valkyrie. Tough scenes because, I don't know, for a lot of people, that's a phobia. It'd be pretty scary to be wrapped up in a huge spider's web at this point. Before we tell you if they get out, though, here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome back. So in the last part, we learned that Alexander Caustic, the gas boy, is struggling against cancer. Mm -hmm. Major reveal onto his entire persona. You know, what we know at this point is that he's just fascinated with death. He like revels in the suffering of innocent people. He plots on conducting gas experiments on the masses, like seriously twisted. Um, faking his own death, like destroying mm -hmm. his employer's equipment, killing people in the process. Like he's a weird, bad guy. Add in the fact that he is struggling against the fight of cancer um, and potentially it appears that he's winning the fight. Um, yeah, he thought he was going to be dead by now. So Yeah, and he seems to get around the Apex games okay. So yeah, he's got great mobility at this point. Definitely an interesting uh, take onto his character backstory and how that will impact kind of the future of yeah. Is Caustic going to get more sick or is he going to come full circle and become a leading scientist on, you know, cures Curing for cancer? cancer. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be a real 180. And this really sets that up. Solid redemption arc. If you go from trying to poison everyone to curing cancer, I, yes, I think people would start to forgive you. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So this could be a major like stepping off point for Caustic's entire identity. Were you surprised? At all, a little bit that cancer hasn't been cured yet at this point, though. 
just a little bit. We're pretty far in the future. We got Horizon doing some crazy, crazy holes, stuff yeah. with black holes and stuff. You know, we got legends that are healing themselves instantaneously with syringes yeah. from bullet wounds. Like you would hope that we could would, accomplish yeah. something like that. I mean, I think that as a human population. I think we should prioritize healthcare <laughs> and curing cancer before we start sending mechanized militaries into space. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I hope that we can do that. Um, just another guy, but that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. We already got some companies going into space, just like the IMC. So I'm probably wrong. SpaceX is that, the next IMC. You heard it yeah. here first, folks. I hate to say oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but moving back to the quest, part eight, abandonment issues. Our legends are all tied up in the spider's den. Caustic breaks free with his death hammer. And all the other legends kind of ask, how were we able to see through all these webs and through the toxins in the air? And he reveals that he was able to see through the spider's toxin uh, because he had the enzyme. And... That was a major shocker because that's why they were there, to get the spiders in order to synthesize the enzyme for a cure. But he only had enough to protect himself, um, not to create a vaccine and save hundreds back in Olympus. At this point, the spiders return. Valk takes off with her jetpack after a spider. Loba throws her bracelet to her for rescue. And Caustic debates at this point leaving Crypto to die and returning everything Crypto has stolen from him. Definitely begs the question, what is Caustic referring to? Is this Watson's friendship? What else has Crypto stolen directly mm -hmm. from Caustic? Does he feel like there's been family stolen, but he did some not really going back. He kind of had some chances to. So yeah. it's a tough one. Yeah. And then we get into the next part, part nine, retribution. Caustic does decide to spare Crypto. Instead of killing him, Caustic frees him to help fight the spiders, but also to look after Watson and his mother after he's gone. And that's a serious change in character we're starting to see and a serious bond starting to form between these two brothers, you know, like a very, very strong relationship. Bloodhound and Fuse then return with Valkyrie to save Caustic and Crypto. Man, all I know is Bloodhound and Fuse were on one for this mission, and they were putting the team on their backs at this point. They recovered three of the spiders, but Caustic steals the one that Loba recovered to ensure his own survival. Valkyrie, not super happy about this, punches Caustic, claiming she made a promise to return three spiders, and shouting that Caustic can find his own cure. Loba thanks Valk, though, for sticking up, but... Backs the spider claiming she has a date with a beautiful woman who is a stickler for punctuality. And we're starting to see a little bit of that Loba, you know, bang relationship in a very direct manner. And it's very kind of sweet to see the inner workings of these relationships between these legends. That's right. And Valkyrie definitely on the outside trying to find a way in. Yes. Um, but part 10, Legacy Found. Our legends return to Horizon with the spiders. And at this point, we learn that the spiders only stop the vines from growing. They won't undo what's already been done. Mm -hmm. Loba returns to Bangalore, hoping uh, 
to save her love and that she would be the knight in shining armor and Bangalore would be so pleased to see her. Before she reaches her, she overhears Bangalore tell Rampart that Loba is just a friend. Heartbreaking. Crushing. You hate to see it. Put your life on the line as Loba to try to save somebody you deeply care about, only to realize that the feelings were not mutual. Nope. Hate to see it. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the universe, we got Crypto, Caustic, and Watson visiting their mother on Gaia, where Crypto decides to let Caustic take the role as the only family allowed to visit, and so Caustic could see his mother. And th- the perspective on this is that Crypto views this as, yes, one of the last opportunities for him to see his adopted mom, but also as an opportunity to give her a final gift of showing her that her her biological son is alive so it's a, closure a gesture exactly mm-hmm. we do kind of see some jokes as well though of her being like oh come on i knew i knew you were alive mm-hmm. we get the ending though and the story is said to continue on twitter at play apex we do get a comic on twitter briefly telling the story of legacy They hear that the legends don't think much of what they leave behind, despite knowing that any day could be their last. Caustic works in his lab. Bloodhound and Fuse bond a little bit. Fuse learned Bloodhound's language, and Bloodhound returned the favor by welcoming more butt slaps. It's pretty funny. And Mirage and Wraith continue their developing friendship. The moral of living life is more important than preparing for or dreading death. We see these also, you know, kind of come in more as well with Loba and Valk. They start to band romantically. We do end on a little bit of a cliffhanger of like an uh-oh, Rev overheard, insert Revenant. Okay, Loba cares about Valk. Now Rev might try and go do something about Valk, setting up some serious conflict for us to discover in the future. We also got a Mystique video with Watson. It was about six minutes. It's great. Go watch it. it. Further expanding kind of on the lore. Essentially, it looked like while they were gone hunting all the spiders, Watson might have been there looking after Mystique for a bit. Uh, and we learned that Crypto is 22, younger than Mirage, which is hilarious because of all the old man jokes in the trailer, all that fun stuff. It's a really funny kind of cool little fact. and. It's also a really nice short, though, because Watson is adopted into the fam emotionally. She is very much trusted by Mystique and says to look after her sons, essentially, in passing. And it's a very emotional coming together moment for all of them. But we got a lot of lore. We really did. What are your thoughts overall on this story? It was a really different one than we're used to. What a whirlwind. I mean, totally. not only are we tangling the legends together in a, a pretty mature way in terms of relationships and family, but also layering all of that on top of uh, a pandemic on Olympus where yeah. hundreds of civilians have been exposed and they don't know how it spreads and they don't have a cure. And we have a lot of great minds on the case, but it's still a major challenge. Um, I thought it was a very deep and compelling story. Um that being said, the delivery, I think, is probably better uh, over a podcast. I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people listening now, uh, maybe this is their first time hearing the story. Uh, but if it's not, it's probably better than reading for a lot of mm-hmm. people. So I think 
if we do continue the quest, change in it so that it's more interactive, it's playable, we have audio to go with it, changing up the format, I think is going to be important to push forward these really interesting stories. Yeah, I've enjoyed the visuals of the comics and doing it all in one batch definitely makes it a more enjoyable experience versus one at a time reading them off or just reading line by line paragraphs. But I do need to say we got one of the pages, the post credit legacy one read off by the voice actors of Fuse and Bloodhound. And that was absolutely amazing. Such a great time and would be such an amazing thing for us to be able to potentially do in the future in a more serious way, kind of like you were just talking about, but it would be awesome. I think the stories are doing a fantastic job, though, of looping in the new legends into the team dynamic and kind of inserting them into whatever group they kind of fit the most with and really putting an important story with them. I think it's also an important note, if you're a diehard comic person, a diehard Apex Legend fan and lore fan, the Overtime Apex Legend comics are continuing to release and expand further even upon the story. First one came out and the second one just released. So if you're fiending for more, there is even more lore out there than what we've uh, talked about today. Yeah, and I'm just talking about maybe what's the future of this story and apex lore in general i think those comics are something that you should definitely check out if you're interested um it's also been rumored that there could be a tv show about apex Mm -hmm. legends going on we've had top level executives hint to something like that it's well within possibility another thing that's uh something to consider is this planet of gaia and the styxian Mm -hmm. jungle A lot of people are thinking that the next map is going to be jungle-based and Gaia could be the planet that we're heading to next. And so continuing this story, what we learned here about the vines and the spiders and the jungle and the backgrounds of the legends all being tied to this planet in different ways, something to look into and predicting what's the future of Apex from a gameplay perspective. Yeah, it would be really cool. We already saw you know, us go back to a planet where legends were born with World's Edge. And if we went back to Gaia, we'd be going back to where, you know, Rampart, Caustic, and Crypto are from. So it'd be really cool. The future maps are fascinating. A jungle would be so cool. We have the hints of like the Octane map from the Pathfinder's quest of like this crazy place that nobody will even fly to because it's so dangerous. Mm -hmm. Super excited to see how the lore continues to expand essentially but we're going to wrap up the show now by answering some five-star questions first of which is coming from artillery artilleron i know people are saying the wrench is ramparts heirloom but isn't if i'm not mistaken it looks like watson has that same wrench in one of her other animated banners do you think the community has been hoodwinked into thinking it's ramparts it isn't above them to do misdirection very possible. I think yes. a very astute observation and kind of we're predicting heirlooms. Who's up next? You know, Rampart is a great legend who could have a really fun, mechanized, like interesting weapon because that's what she does. She's a weapon modder. Um, so, yeah, and Watson being next up in line chronologically could be a little bit of a misdirect. 
Totally. I mean, we haven't gotten any official links on some of these heirlooms and a lot of the fan ones are not really coming into fruition as of late, even though there's some really cool ones out there. You know, a lot of people uh, haven't been able to get them officially in game yet. So we'll see what they come up with. Could be really, really cool. Yeah, no doubt about it. Next question coming from Darkotic Meme. Hey guys, loving the podcast and how in-depth you go. It has improved my game immensely. My question is one, do you think dropping a high damage melee weapon like a sword would be a good addition? And what would you guys like to see if that is a possibility? Two, the ping system is really good, especially with the add-on of ult ready. With other pings, what what other pings would be beneficial to have in-game that haven't come out yet? Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Ooh, okay. Here's a fun one. So I think it's funny you're asking this melee question at this time because uh, there's some people kind of complaining about Apex's melee right now out there. Apex Art has a very strong melee, so adding an actual melee weapon would be very interesting. I'm curious, Darkotic, what you would assume a high damage melee weapon would be. Because I think if you start talking anything above 50, you're getting a pretty, pretty powerful weapon at that point in time. Uh, could really change the way things are played, especially in close quarters areas. Knockbacks and stuff, they're very intense to fight through. Uh, would be an interesting addition to the game if they ever decided to go that route. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Our melee is already so powerful. We have heirlooms that don't change that. It, it could be confusing to have a melee weapon in the game uh, from an approachability standpoint. But I can also say that I would have never, ever guessed that they'd have a bow and arrow in the game. And so doing <laughs> something unique with some sort of complex melee item, I think is possible. You know, it it's tough. I It's possible. It is very possible, no doubt about it. We'll see. Uh, you're a passionate ping guy. What are your thoughts on some of the pings? Yeah, I think that the ping system is really good. I agree with you, Meme. Um, I love the ult ready ping. I think it's a serious game changer. Other pings that I think could be useful. I like the current system, but I think being able to request individual weapons could be really, really cool. Um, doing it in a way that is easy uh, could be hard, you know, like being able to pull up something on the ping wheel then select a type of weapon and then select a specific one could be pretty tough um but right now i, I think the ping system is really really good is there anything you'd add jay in terms of just like something to add you covered a lot of stuff that i like i think the weapon thing would be really cool in terms of like if i was thinking like in-game comms or something it would be nice if outside of attacking and defending there was even like a like a wait or a pause or a third party opportunity here in some way it's obviously such a huge portion of the game that is very much emphasized yeah. by you know being on comms like actually talking to people and so maybe even a more direct way to ping that could be kind of cool we also don't need to emphasize the third party even more though maybe so you could also add some sort of like hold back or stealth ping like totally, we should totally. not engage. We should not just defend this area, but we should all be crouching. We are mm -hmm. hiding right now. Mm -hmm. Is something be that quiet. Could happen? Yeah, maybe. 
I like it. Another fun episode, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Drop a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Maybe tomorrow.